Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe, and we're the Feds. FedWork is the modern day background check. And FED is our acronym for Feed Empowerment Daily. And you're now listening to FedWork. Hey guys, welcome to FedWork. I'm Katrina Joe, And I'm Sarah. And this week we have a very special guest, someone who I like to call my soulmate, Storm the DJ. Hey girl. Hey. Hey ladies. How are you? I am really good today. Really, really good. Yes. How's everything? What's going on? Um, everything is exciting. Everything is good right now. Like, I don't know what started in 2023, but I took a step back and now like everything is just falling into places. This year has already been amazing. So I was definitely going to try to say happy new year, but I was like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like when did you start saying, stop saying happy new year? I think I say it the whole month of January. Don't judge me. We just, <laughs> we said. About that. Yeah, we just <laughs> talked about that. We're like, can we say it for the whole month? Cause it's still 2023 like kickoff and we haven't seen them yet like can it's we appropriate yeah I mean I, I say the whole one so it's fine <laughs> so we are kicking off 2023 with a whole vibe and we're so excited to have you on this week's episode and for everyone that doesn't know you and doesn't know much about your background could you please tell us about yourself so my name, of course, is Storm the DJ. I typically just go by Storm, which is so interesting because now all my friends who knew me by my real name only call me Storm. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who have known me 10, 15 years call me Storm now. So <laughs> I, I guess that's me picking a decent DJ name that people can just call me anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, I typically go by Storm. Um, I started DJing in LA um, about like nine, almost 10 years ago. And I am obsessed. I, I literally, um, oh, I mean, if we're talking about how I got into DJing, I was, oh, I partied all the time. Let me be clear how much I partied in LA. Like, <laughs> I, LA used to have like a party like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I think I took one night off. And finally, I was like, you know what? I should probably start getting paid to be in these clubs, like, or to do something, whether it be bottle service or, you know, bartending or something. So I was with the promoter one night um, and I was at his table and I was just like, I should DJ. And he was like, oh, you think you could do better than the DJ that's DJing now? And I was like, actually, yes, I can. (laughs) The next day I signed up for DJ lessons and I'm not even gonna lie. I think I signed up for DJ lessons, but DJ lessons were for a week. So every single person I talked to for that week, I was like, I'm going to DJ. I'm going to DJ. I'm going to kill it. Y'all wait for this. And literally I uh, got to DJ class and I bombed. It was like, <laughs> not very good. <laughs> I was so nervous and I was just like, why is this, is this what I have to do to become a DJ? I don't, this looks like a rocket ship. How am I going to launch this? And I ended up coming back and coming back and I got better and I got better. And then I got really good and I started taking private lessons and I just skyrocketed from there. I love it. Not like, can we talk about how this whole career just stemmed from a conversation in the club? I love that. Literally, like, I mean, and I still love partying. Like, I've never lost that about myself. And I think I love that for me being a DJ, that I've never lost the love. Like, people have had to drag me out of the club. Like, I just DJed in Greece <laughs> last summer. And my friend, we were out, it's like four o'clock in the morning. Mind you, we have been out since like 4 p.m. And she's <sighs> like, can we please go back to the room? She was like, literally, you will 
the sun will rise and you will still go. I'm like, girl, as long as there's music and alcohol and people dancing, I will go. So yeah, I, I love that. I still love the party. So that's like your, you know, that's like your energy pack is like the music that just keeps you going. Yeah, the people, I love crowds. I know a lot of people say that they don't, but I love crowds. I love like getting through people. I love meeting people. I love like taking pictures. I'm a selfie bomber person. So like, I love being around a lot of people. I'm an extreme extrovert. So thank God I became a DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, side note, can I just say, speaking of how much you love crowds, the only time I went to Coachella was with you, Storm. And the weekend was performing as everyone knows, huge crowd at Coachella. I don't like crowds. I have questions. Okay. I'm like, (laughs) where is the exit? How do we use the bathroom? What if I can't breathe? Like I have all these questions. No storm was like, Katrina, we are going to the front, (laughs) like literally dragged me through the entire crowd. We were front and center and like, like living our best lives. And then I was like, storm, (laughs) that was your one time in the crowd. And now we're going to fucking chill in the back. But that just goes to show, like, Storm is not lying. She loves herself some crowds. Oh, my God. I too, like, in, like, at the Coachella thing, I think it's part of the vibe and the energy of any festival, really. It's, like, be surrounded by all of the people, and you're all there for the same reason and all that stuff. And I was at Coachella, gosh, years. I mean, before it was two weekends, like, that that long ago. And it was Prince. And I'm not even a Prince fan. Prince? It was Prince. Like I said, I'm not a Prince fan. But we were drinking and my friends grabbed me. I'm like, what are we doing? It was a, an ocean of people. And we got to front row. And I was like, I need to leave now. Like everyone <laughs> is, you know? And I'm like, this, I understand legend. I get it. But like, I need to go. It was way too much for me. And I left Coachella by myself. Oh. The whole I was like, oh. because of that crowd? Yes. I was like, this is, this is not happening. No. <laughs> I like well, how long ago was this Coachella that you got to see Prince? Like, <laughs> nine, eight. Okay, okay. So Coachella wasn't insane yet. No, it was still like you go there because people like drugs and people like really random music. Like that's what it was still. Mm-hmm. Um, there were only three tents, I think, at the time. Three stages, maybe four. And yeah, I like ditched my friends. Everything. They're like, we're going to the after party to carnival or whatever. And I was like, eat on carnival, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I don't like, I like crowds until I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I think like being a DJ is special. I mean, you, you really have to like the crowd. You really have to like the music. You really have to like the party, the energy, like it feeds all into that. So you control the crowd. Yeah. You know, I think, okay. So I knew I wanted to be a DJ, but I didn't realize how much I love DJing until like there's this point when you're DJing, when you drop a song, like you're coming out of one, you drop a song and literally you hear the crowd go like, oh, and you're like, I am killing it. Like, <laughs> but that is like true crowd control. Like literally you're able to just like drop them and make people move and bring people to the dance floor. And I mean, I, I love it. It's serious crowd control. <laughs> you also have to be kind of a mind reader, right? To like know the direction that an entire crowd wants to go, especially when you're not DJing with an artist who you know that you need to play their music and like hype people up for that. You're literally just creating it out of a whole plethora of music. And you're like, nope, this is the next song and this is the right one. And then everyone goes crazy. 
mean, typically as a DJ, you're kind of three songs ahead of yourself. So I'm like, I know I want to play this Beyonce song, but I don't want to play three Beyonce songs before that. I might want to play like a guy, a girl, and then Beyonce. So you're kind of like ahead of yourself. Like, how do I get there with building the energy still? And I think the night should be that. It should be a build of energy to the top. So, I mean, I, 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 I will never forget that first one. I think it was at like supper club too. <laughs> I, I was going to say your first one was like a colony or something. Uh, my first DJ gig. Oh, my first. Okay. My first DJ gig was actually New Year's Eve. This is a crazy story. So my first New Year's Eve, my first DJ gig was New Year's Eve. So mind you, I've been telling everybody I'm going to DJ. I'm going to DJ. I'm going to DJ. Got hired to DJ New Year's Eve and typical storm fashion, I decided to go out the night before. Well, I go out the night before and they valet my car and it's taking forever for it to come back. Finally, I'm like, what is going on? Where's my car? Finally comes back, but it's like late at night. I don't like check anything in my car or whatever. Get up the next day and I'm like, I need to prep my New Year's Eve set. I go to my car because my backpack was in there. My backpack, my laptop, my headphones, everything was in my car. I go to my car, lift up the trunk, it's gone. My laptop is gone. My headphones are gone. Everything, my needles are gone. Everything is gone. This is New Year's. And it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> this is New Year's Eve. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, my first big DJ gig. I'm not going to be able to DJ. What am I going to do? Well, thankfully for my mother, and I won't tell you what the exact shenanigan was, but I basically made a police report and my Richards insurance covered my DJ equipment. And I was able to, I literally went to the Apple store. I was backing up my stuff on a hard drive. So I went to the Apple store, got a new computer, put my hard drive in, like worked. I mean, I think I only had like an hour set that night. So I was like, okay, okay, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. Got a new headphone, got a new laptop, got everything that I needed and was able to DJ that night. But my first big gig, I almost, you know, didn't happen. (laughs) Was Was that in LA? That was in LA. Yep. In LA. Wow. I think it was like Argyle or something at the time that I went to. Not that it was had anything to do with Argyle. I was just out partying, but it was clearly valet took my stuff. You know, there's stuff, something on the valet ticket that says like, they're not responsible for anything. Yeah. They're not yeah. responsible for anything in your car or any damage that happens to your car on this ticket oh, yeah. that nobody reads unless, you, <laughs> unless you're me and have all unless something happens and you're like, how, what, what do I do next? Yes, but no. if the drive, but if the valet guy driving gets in an accident, he is responsible. Yes, yes, because my that happened to me. But so, I mean, while, not so while so while the car is parked, if something happens, they're not liable. Right, got it. In the lot that they put your car in, <laughs> for the service. And you know what? Honestly, I haven't read the full the full ticket, but I might have gotten lucky that they covered the damage that he did. They might not have to I don't even know for sure I learned the hard way that day Balleting is a risk but girl your stuff on the day of a, I can't even imagine the stress the you're probably in and it's New Year's Eve so everything closes early right and they start the parties early and I wasn't like you know a known DJ or anything at that point so I, I think I was on at like 11 that night I didn't I wasn't on countdown or pass at that point <laughs> She's like, I had an eight o'clock set. I had to go. Yes, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the headliner that night. So I needed to get my stuff together early. But yeah, no. So definitely had some bumps in the road. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, we absolutely love that you're a female DJ. And we didn't even touch on this yet, but you are also working towards being a lawyer, which is very exciting. 
So obviously when it comes to like working in a male dominated, I can't talk male dominated industry, there's going to be some hardships. Have you experienced any of those? And if so, kind of how have you worked through those? Cause that can be really challenging. Yeah. I mean, just as a female DJ in general, I mean, I, I would say in DJing, female DJs probably make up 10 to 15% now. When I started, it was probably like 5%. Um, house music has uh, introduced a lot more female DJs able to come in. I can't say hip hop has super had that happen, but like house music, we see a lot more of it. Um, but we're in a male dominated industry. And I think instantly, and it's not just other male DJs, because I think other male DJs are a little more lenient. It's club owners, club promoters who literally see a female and they're like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, we don't know if you're going to, you know, you have them open for a long time. I mean, I opened for a long time. I was the opener for a long time. Those are my favorite times. (laughs) I know, because you get the party after, but you know. I know people are like, oh, it's so much easier being um, an opener, but I'm like, not really, because we all know what the hits are. It's easy to drop the hits, 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 you know, it's kind of hard to not play the hits and kind of set the headliner up. So, you know, as a female, you're kind of walking in and people are like already downing you. And I feel like, you know, it's nightlife. We're carrying, I remember when I used to have to carry my equipment and I had to carry it myself. And it's just, I mean, turntables are heavy, speakers are heavy. And you're like, oh my goodness, this is a lot of work. And then, you know, people are just always waiting for you to prove yourself. It's this constant, like you have to prove yourself that you're good. You have to prove your song selection, prove that you know how to transition, prove that you know, you know how to like, I I didn't do the mic when I first started. And I remember people used to always like, Storm, you gotta get on the mic, you gotta get on the mic. And I was like, I'm nervous. I'm gonna say something weird and people are gonna leave. (laughs) Like. (laughs) We're going to walk out the door. So it took me like a while to kind of get to a level where I felt like men started to respect me. And it was like, I had to earn that. Whereas like the lot of guy DJs will come in and they don't have to do that. Like they don't have to, I've had, I've had guys when I even got to headlining, like set me up who would come in and they're like, they do something weird to the mixer. And I'm like spending five minutes trying to figure it out. But meanwhile, we're trying to switch out and I'm stressed. I'm stressed. You're over there. I've had guys like literally walk away from the turn from the DJ booth. Like, I'm like, you know, you did this wrong. And mm-hmm. then now I got to figure it out while I'm trying to transition while I'm trying to start the night. So, um, but I mean, that is less and less now. I think now it's just like a matter of, you know, you stand equal to the guys, but at the same time, like a lot of these guys have been DJing ever. And I think women coming into DJing now more and more because there was obviously the Spinderellas and stuff back in the day, but, you know, coming into the club scene more is, it's it's just more accepting now. And I think that a lot of clients and a lot of people love and look for female DJs for certain stuff. So it's been, it's been really, really good. But in the beginning it was, you know, there were not many female DJs at all. Actually, when I first started, I never met a female DJ. It wasn't until I was in it that people were like, oh, this girl DJs, this girl DJs, you should start to see yeah. her, go see her. And I like kind of met like, you know, a lot of other female DJs. So it was, it was, it was not so popular when I first started. <laughs> I love it. But I mean, girl, you had your mindset on something and you broke through, especially in a market that is not easy. Like Los Angeles out of all cities to break through as a female dj i mean (laughs) we have legendary parties that have came out of la and you have pretty much dj'd almost all of them so you know what i mean 
like yeah. that's that you know that's that's amazing yeah it was it was really dope I mean I I had a mentor who was a guy and I mean he helped me a lot and like you know vouched for me a lot but listen thank god for my partying in the beginning because I <laughs> knew so many promoters who were like I'll get you on I'll do this da, 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 da. So it was just a matter of me coming in and doing a good job so I mean it was it was definitely interesting but I just I don't know even now I feel like house music has very much transitioned into making females very prevalent whereas hip-hop still hasn't completely like made that turn I mean they dibbled and dabbled in it but you know it's, it's not super super well known I think I think women get to thinking this for like I DJ like now a lot of beauty influencer events, a lot of influencer events, a lot of fashion influencer events, um, and just like brand events for like clothing brands and stuff like that, who like Revolve and Pretty Little Thing and Nasty Gal who do things. So that has helped to the female market, the female DJs be very much like needed and very much like welcomed in. So that's been nice. I love it. And yeah. can we just talk about something we kind of breezed over for a second? I was like, going to say, we need to go back to that for a hot second. At I least. love how it was just like sprinkled like, oh, and by the way, you know, by the way, adding becoming a lawyer, lawyer. Oh, like what? Like shout out to Storm for being a whole DJ and at the same time working on law school a lawyer. Like what? Crazy. Let's I talk know. About I know. So um, I've always had in my mind that, you know, I would like to be an attorney, but you know, that didn't always work out for me when I, when I attempted school the first time I had to drop out because financial aid just wasn't there for me and my parents couldn't contribute. So I never like made that dream come true. Uh, during the pandemic, when the pandemic first started, I mean, Black Lives Matter happened early in the pandemic. And I remember just like, seeing all the news and seeing things that like a lot of people didn't realize about the law like I don't know people if people realize like if you make a confession it's it's really hard to ever get that turned over and thrown out and I mean it's it was just a lot of things that I was just like I really think that I could like make a difference so right. I really this is this is kind of hard because I wanted to go live during the pandemic. I really, really, really did. Like, I mean, my whole DJ equipment is in my house, you know, and a lot, of, you know, I have people who are going live who are just like, oh, you should do this. But I, I really was like, I need to go back and finish my degree. I really wanted to go back and finish my college degree, even though I really wanted to go live. And I couldn't do both. I couldn't and do live. Both. You mean like Instagram live? Yeah, to do Instagram okay. Live, and then you know we switched over to Twitch. So to 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 get to continue DJing, but I also saw the pandemic as a time to like cut back and like mm -hmm. really focus on something that I've always wanted to do. Like I had been DJing prior to the pandemic, and I knew right. post pandemic I was going to continue DJing. So during the pandemic, it gave me a second to be like, you know what? Let's pursue something that you really wanted to always do. So mm -hmm. being an attorney was always on the you know block. But I was also saying to myself, who knows how to write an essay anymore? Like, where do you even start? Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I started school and I healed it. Like I, every single class I had A's in, every single class I had, like I had higher than A's on some papers. I mean, I was just, I was healing school. Like I was shocked at myself. Like my professors were just like, where did you come from? Like, are you kidding me? 
So I finished my degree, my bachelor's degree, I did four years and three years. So I had already had that one year of school from when I attempted to go to school, you know, back in the day. But then my last three years of school, I finished in two. And um, I switched to pre-law uh, when I went to CSUN. So I went to community college first and like flew by because it was cheap. But <laughs> I went to CSUN and I switched to pre-law and I just, I was just doing so well. I got scholarships that I didn't even apply for because the faculty was like, she's such a good student. We'll be right back with more FedWork after a word from our sponsor. Cartier Rolex Gucci Prada, Jordan Adidas Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real, or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches, inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers, checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags, examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should. And that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. So That's amazing. Yeah, like I got so many scholarships and I was like, who applied for this? I didn't do this. And they're like, oh, the faculty nominated you. So I think it was like really shocking, not just for everybody else, but for me, but it just really gave me the confidence that like, go and pursue law. Like you can do this. Like this is something that is like a calling for you. This is something that you can like make a difference. Like I would say back to the Black Lives Matter, um, I found out about the Innocence Project and it goes back and it, you know, does cold case files of people who were put in prison, you know, 20, 30 years ago and um, on, on bogus evidence, you know, hearsay and things like that. So I would love to, you know, in the future work even pro bono for the Innocence Project. So I was like, you know, in addition to DJing, because it's night and weekends, let's be clear. <laughs> it's rare that I'm doing something during the day. I was like, you know, I would love for my, well, my dream is to be now, to be an attorney by day and a DJ by night. So I, I love that. that. I'll be in law school by next year. And I found a program that'll let me do three years and two. So yeah. Hopefully in a couple of years, I will be officially an attorney at law. Yes. So do you feel, do you feel like going after you've had the life experience might've helped a little bit with the schooling and kind of going one faster into acing it? Because, you know, when people ask, where did you come from? It's kind of like, well, I've had life experience to be able to do some of this stuff versus being 18, 19, you know, from school to school. Yeah. I think through life, I learned the hustle. Like I, there's a hustle with school and not the number one hustle. If I can give anyone who's trying to go back to school is be nice to your professors, show up at office hours for no reason at all. You know, you had a paper that you're like, I had papers that no, like, I had like a 91 on and I would show up to office hours. Like, what did I do wrong? You know what I mean? It's not, <laughs> not like a really that I wanted to find out what I did wrong, but you know, I want the, the relationship with my professors. I want my professors to always know that like, 
hey, if she feels like she's not on top of her game, she's going to come and figure it out. And professors love that. Like, mm-hmm. it would be just me at some of my professor's office hours. And I would just drop in like every other week to my professor's office hours. I would participate in class. I would um, always make sure I showed up. And I think just the presence, just the effort that you give, it's like schools don't see that. Professors don't see that. They don't, they're not used to that. So like literally like, think towards the end of some of my semesters my papers were not getting read because they were like oh we know she does good work she's fine she's go ahead and hundred that <laughs> yeah so I graduated with a 4.0 and you know it was is great for me going to a future law school so yeah yeah so I take the LSAT great. in a couple months and I will go to law school next year amazing do you think that your experience with like working with people just out in the club, different events, but, and also like you mentioned the hustle, you know, the hustle of being an entrepreneur, like transferred over into school. Cause what, like, to me, when you say like, go and meet your professors, like, you know, show up, like you have to do that for yourself in your career, building up yourself as a DJ, a female DJ. And it sounds like you just applied that to your schooling as well. Oh, exactly. I remember I learned early on in DJing that the weight, so most of your DJ gigs you get from other DJs, mm. you know, I mean, that's just the way that it works. I mean, I, you know, you eventually have like agents and bookers and I have like a couple of those for non-exclusive, but a lot of my DJ gigs, even now come from other DJs. And I learned that the way that you get other DJs to work with you is you go to their DJ sets, you support other DJs. If you support other DJs, they see that and they're like, hey, when they have a gig that they can't do or something that's not right for them, like if I have a country gig that I can't do, I know a girl who comes to my gig so I can give that country music gig to, you know what I mean? And I'm going to pick her first because she comes to support. So I think like that hustle of like, even for promoters, like, yeah. You show up for, you know, they invite you out. You show up a couple times. You don't have to show up every time. But you show up a couple times and, like, if they have somebody who's looking for something. I remember a lot of stuff I've done for BET has been through another promoter that I knew that, like, was like, oh, I know she's good. She always comes. Like, put her on. And, I mean, I've gotten so much stuff out of doing stuff for BET just because of showing up. Right. So showing up and supporting, like, that was, like, kind of, like, my hustle going through, like, hey, you're doing something, what's going on, I'm there, like, I mean, obviously, I love to party, too, so, okay, that- you're, you're me. but yeah, showing up for other, showing up for promoters, showing up for DJs, and, like, just keeping that relationship, and I mean, I have to say, because you guys said I could probably, said I can curse, so I feel like I need to say this, and this <laughs> is, like, a female DJ thing, when I was, starting DJing even now like but when I was starting DJ it was super important I never slept with anybody like I did not I didn't sleep with promoters I didn't sleep with owners I didn't sleep with other DJs I didn't sleep if if you knew me especially I remember I used to DJ this party called Toxic and every single time people would come up like oh we're trying to meet the DJ what's good the DJ and they'd be I'd be like I'm good (laughs) I'm good because I learned like the best way in nightlife is just to not sleep with anyone. And I just, I just did well off that. Like, and I know like, like in, the, in the industry in general. Yes, yeah, I think so. I agree. I agree in the industry in general. I just think that DJing is a little bit, you know, because you're in nightlife and you're in the party and it's alcohol and it's like, you know, what are you doing after the club? I think it's like that step stool. So I just made sure like, I just did not do that. I was like, 
I mean, there have been rappers that have like, oh, what's up with her? Like, she is going home. That's what she's doing. She's going home. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will see well, you at the party. Not yours. Right. <laughs> yeah, not yours. Hers. <laughs> so yeah, that was like a huge thing for me um, when, I was, when I first started because I saw like, I knew some people that they tried to get like build off of that and it crashed and burned. It'll, I was gonna say it backfires. It does. It, it really does. I mean, I'm, I can't say it for everybody. I won't speak for everyone, but like for, for the people that I knew that they were on that, it, it didn't work out. So I highly recommend just like, you know, if you got that sex appeal, run it. You know what I mean? If you got like the, the flirtiness, run it, but you know, keep it, keep it professional. Yes. It sounds like you had like tunnel vision. Like you had a goal, you were there for a purpose. Like, of course you, like you said, you love to party, but you knew what you had to do. You got in, got out. I did. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some people I wanted to, but <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I, I'm here to work. I want to keep it professional. So I, I definitely made that happen. Like, you know, even when people thought things, I wasn't like, no, after a while you would be like, okay, I know they're not that because she's, she's not on that. So yeah, it helps a lot. Like it helps so much. Cause man, if someone could have given me the key to be like, sleep with this person and you'll go to the top, I would have been like, <laughs> that might be an option you know what I mean but but okay okay we're gonna ride this off talent <laughs> right you are you are here for the longevity of yeah. your career okay which I love <laughs> and I mean with you having your plate full so we just covered you know you being a full-time DJ mm -hmm. and about to be a full-time lawyer as well like on your day-to-day -day and with everything that you have on your plate like how do you make time to empower yourself to kind of keep going and whatnot so typically I wake up early in the morning and I know people meditate. My meditation is working out. Like I am one of those people, like I like to roll out of the bed and go to the gym. I sign up for classes, particularly because I like to get in, go hard and get out. When I'm in the gym, I lollygag. I don't know what I'm, mm, I'm trying to find songs to work out too and stuff. But like, well, I get up, I roll out of bed, I get up, I go work out. It's like a meditation for me. Anything that's wrong with me, anybody that I'm mad at, anything that I'm disappointed in, anything that I regret, I try to go harder. Like I'm at, I'm on a treadmill on a 10.0 speed, like just pushing. And to me, that's my meditation. So I work out like four to five times a week. With that, I get sore. So. <laughs> I try to massaging and like massages in the spa is just like a good relaxation. Yes. It's a good time for me to like put my phone away because I'm addicted to it. Put my phone away and like not talk to anyone for a few hours. I try to go with like a friend or whatever and like bring some wine or something that we can, you know, get in there. But <laughs> I mean, the self-care, like self-care is my best care. And to me, like the, the cooking, the eating, I mean, I cook like three to four times a week but working out and getting like taking the time for like some spa time some massages is just like I need all of that I need those three things well I need four things because I need to talk to people I need to talk to <laughs> I need to vent about stuff I need to talk things through so those four things in my life is just it's like grounding for me like I'm I always know I'll be okay and I mean I've suffered from depression I've suffered from anxiety I've suffered from like you know lack of like am I doing enough and I think like always coming back to that I've been like okay I've gotten love that. Got it back together <laughs> it's a good combo too because you're kind of touching on everything yeah I, well trying to you know yeah. 
and I force but it. Are right. we, are we, are we also still doing the early mornings when we have late nights? So sometimes if I'm not too hungover, which still happens to me, I don't know what I've been drinking for a long time. I have no idea why I still suffer from hangovers, but you typically the last class on like a Saturday or a Sunday is at like noon. I'll typically make one of those classes. Okay. okay. Um, but I've learned, um, you know, there's these hydration IV packets that are life. <laughs> So I'll usually do the early morning at least one is if I DJ Friday night, I'll do it Saturday or I'll do it Sunday or I'll make it happen during the weekend. But typically, since I only try to work out like five days a week, I'll I'll sleep in like two days and like, you know, figure my life out. More self-care. Exactly. Exactly. But I if I'm not DJing, I'm in bed by 11. Like if I if I'm not out that night, I'm going to bed by 11. I'm waking up at seven. So that is sleep is another big thing for me. I mean, I'm a napper too. So typically there's a nap that happens usually in every day. So I, I mean, I need sleep. I feel like I get like nauseous or something if I don't sleep. Yeah. I'm so a reason why this, you know, she hasn't cracked and she won't say her age on here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She, people be shocked when they find out my real age. And I'm like, listen, sleep, self-care, sleep, self-care. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, no, it's been good. I love that. Well, since you are on FedWork, do you know what FedWork is? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, okay. And have we done FedWork ever in our lives in the past? Okay, so. <laughs> is this a loaded question? It is because it's a little embarrassing. <laughs> when we've done it, okay. Hey, Let's just put it out there. <laughs> We safe space. We clearly have a podcast called Fed Work. There's two different sides. Okay, so on the positive side, I have not done it recently. I have not done it in a little while because Instagram put me in my place a while ago. <laughs> so she got caught. There used to be this side of Instagram that showed you what people that you follow liked. The activity. I, well, huh? activity page yes activity page yes. it was a godsend to someone who wants to stalk somebody <laughs> with very little effort so I used to be addicted to the activity page like I would just be like you like this picture and that picture and that picture and while all the pictures are you know you know boobs and butt like da -da -da, and I'm screenshotting I'm sending and I you know I got to the point where I was just like this is not really healthy, but I'm still do it anyway. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. I have a quick question before you keep going. When you're checking this activity page, is it a, a, a person that you are dating at the time? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Or, or trying to date me and I'm trying to see what you're doing. So yeah. I feel like X guys out a lot if you were doing too much on the activity page. I used to be, I used to call it you're too thirsty for the gram. And okay. I used to be like, no, you're doing all that. I can see this. You know, I can, I can see what you're doing. Do you, I can see this. Like, and you're right. trying to talk to me and I can see that you, you don't want everybody else to stop. So Instagram checked me after me doing it to multiple people and they took away the activity page. <laughs> so I didn't really know what to do. I, I, I think now if anything, typically I don't follow people I date. Mm, okay. um, Instagram has this little nudge thing where they like to like 
if you follow someone or for whatever reason, I don't know if Instagram is in my phone, but they like anybody that I'm dating that we end up following each other. I go, I'm scrolling and I'm like, oh, that person liked that picture. Oh, that's that person's comment. And I'm like, what? Why are you showing me this first? I'm, I blocked this person. Well, I muted this person, their stories, their posts, and you're still showing me this. So typically now, I think my, my choice is kind of just like, let's not follow each other on Instagram. Um, you know, and not everything I do on the gram is like in real time or like the truth or like, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's like, you know, exaggerated or anything. So I don't want you to be like, oh, weren't you at such and such as, uh, weren't you in Mexico yesterday? I was like, uh, no, I was in Mexico two days ago. You've been talking to me and knew I wasn't in Mexico yesterday. I just can't pick up on my post. So let's not do that. You know what I mean? Like, call me, talk to me. Don't, don't be like, oh, you was in Mexico yesterday. Stop talking to me. Okay. Let's not talk to me. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, Instagram checked me a long time ago and uh, I decided to stop. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. The activity think, log ends up being a job. So yeah, I think we're all grateful that it's gone. Addicting. Very addicting. It used to drive me crazy. I, I, I cannot. And I mean, <laughs> Sarah, and I, Sarah and I are similar to you. Like we like phased out of, you know, Fed work. We, we were very much the feds at one point and activity page and all, all the, the backdoor IG backdoor sites, backdoor apps, all of that. And, you know, we kind of just faded out doing that work because it's just, like you said, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not. And it's, it's, unfortunately it's addicting, but it's not, it's not healthy at the end of the day. And, and I learned, I think one of the biggest things I learned through therapy is I learned that people are going to do what they want to do. Like you can only control your 50%. Like you can only control your half of whatever you do. People are going to do whatever they want to do, regardless of how much you complain about it, how much you threaten them, how much you threaten their life or, you know, other people around them, their life, they are going to do what they want to do. And they always think they're not going to get caught. So I'm always like, you know what? God got me at the end of the day. Anybody who's ever like tried something with me, like God has always shown me like, Hey, listen, he fell asleep on his phone and he, it was open. So you go through that. You know what I mean? You find out what's happening there. Oh, you know? <laughs> I was like, God always got me. So if you want to do me dirty, like God will show me the truth. So I just yeah. leave it at that now. <laughs> yes. I love that. My mom would always say, you can't hold smoke in your hand. It'll, it'll come out one way or the other. <sighs> Mama B with the, with the sayings and the good things that she does. <laughs> yeah. Love Mama B. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> All right, Sarah, I'm going to pass it to you, girl. All right, girl. Well, <clears throat> Storm, you are now on FedWork. We like to do something called a quickie with our guests. Oh! Would you like to pull a quickie with us? <laughs> I like quickies. I mean, okay, cool. yeah, same, <laughs> uh, same way you guys are talking. <laughs> Basically, what it is, is it's a lightning round. I'm going to ask questions. Most of them are this or that. And you'll just say whatever comes to mind first, no explanation. And I'll go right to the next question. I'm nervous. I'm going to mess this up. Rapid fire. It's fine. Not, it's fine. Not. It's whatever comes to mind. Whatever comes to mind. And, and there's no like, you know, it's just how you were thinking. So we'll roll with it. All right. All right. Are you All right. ready? <clears throat> the first one's, <laughs> now that I know the story too, the first one, like, this one's so mean. Atlanta or LA? Atlanta. Oh, that was easy. Okay. Netflix and chill or date night out? Date night out. Who I'm would you most to like to quarantine with if we ever had to again? 
Nobody. <laughs> You're nobody. Next, all right. Let me get this word. Nobody. One person you look up to. Uh, Michelle Obama. Craziest DM you've ever received. I'm at the place that you're at and I see you. Can I come over and talk to you? Uh, I followed you. Uh, last book you read? Um, Harry Potter. Favorite artist of all time? Beyonce. What's the best advice you've ever received? Always do you. What does empowerment mean to you? Oh, strength, resilience, financial security. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> What are you grateful for? Uh, my family, my job, my health above all. All right. And the last question, to Fed work or not to Fed work? I'm going to say to, to, if the opportunity arises to Fed work. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No. Just the <laughs> Fed work. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for scary. Hey. <laughs> I was going to say it, but right. I was like, oh, don't say that, girl. Don't say that. <laughs> the lightning round. You aced it. You aced it. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Yes. Well, for everyone listening, where can they find you? What are your social handles? Um, Storm the DJ is my Instagram handle. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, Storm the DJ TV. Um, Spotify. Oh my goodness. I started producing music. So now I will be releasing a lot more music for my, so my Spotify storm. Um, and yeah, I mean, Facebook all the same. Thank goodness. That's another reason I picked my DJ name. Cause everything is like, like storm the DJ. So yeah. yeah. I'm easy to recognize. I'm easy to remember. <laughs> so. You can't miss her. You can't miss her. <laughs> well, well, thank, thank you, you for joining us today. And thank you everyone thank you for listening. So Yes, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.